coming in at six foot four, number one, Patty's Playbook. Hey guys, I'm your host Patty, and welcome to Patty's Playbook, the show for all you sports lovers out there. We cover NRL, NBA, NFL, plus many more sports. You can find us on Instagram, at Paddy's Playable. I can hear the sport calling us. Let's dive into this episode, baby. I'm back. <laughs> I bet you all missed me. Listen, I'm back here with Paddy on the Playbook here, sipping on this um, delicious Dr. V, um, nature's energy. The Bender Mender. The Bender Mender. The Larry Ender Mender. <laughs> We've got botanical extracts. I'm not even going to try and pronounce that word with some juniper berries and caffeine. 100% natural, Patty. Natural. Shout out to Dr. V for all you fucking health lovers out there. Wild cranberry. How is it, mate? You've had, you've had a sip. It's very effervescent. <laughs> it's, um, what have we got? Oh. Exotic Siberian pine extract. Nothing's better. Nothing better. Delicious. Easily 8 out of 10. Room for improvement always. 8.4 out of 10. Love it. El, Pre- El Presidente David Portnoy will be happy with that ranking. <laughs> I'm just going to have one more sip. That's right. New sponsor of the podcast, Dr. V. Get yourself a Bendermander and keep your eyes pure. We've got some exciting things coming up. So. Quick sip, keep it healthy. Christian is back. He's been messaging us. What, where is he? You know, what's going on? Is he still alive? You, You're only human. You're only human. Life gets hectic, but he's back, he's back in front of me, and I'm glad because I've missed him, and I'm a bit under weather today, down in the dumps, so I'm going to need his energy. And we're going to start with some accountability in our lines. Last week, five from eight, two more units in the kitty, in the green, 22-plus units for the season. We continue to roll. Our best bet cash is in. Stay tuned for that. Um, dear friend of the show, B-Rad's going to hit another one. We'll go back to back on that. And yeah. Um, we sort of spoke, I think, last week. Paddy and I have been speaking, people. You know, <laughs> it's just sometimes life gets in the way, you know. Unfortunately, Paddy works afternoons. I'm smashing out some different sort of stuff with my work. So look, shit doesn't always work for you fucking degenerates, all right? You're absolutely hanging off every word I say when it comes to the, uh, the drop, kick and punt. Um, we're sort of hunting around that consistent you know, in the green where I've usually been for the last two years. So I've, I think I've been, ah, my best, my first season I hit 30, 30 units. Nice. So we're tracking, man. Keeping in mind, people, you don't have us for much longer when it, when it comes to lines because I refuse to bet on the lines during finals. They don't, listen, if you've got a line that's over six and a half in the finals and something's gone wrong there, someone's snuck in that shouldn't have, you know, e.g. the Titans or whatever um, of last year. So... You know, five out of eight, and there was a you know a few letdowns there. Cronulla let in a few late ones. Yeah, fucking mongs. They could have got it. Never liked them anyway. And um, yeah, we'll um, we'll get straight into it. I think. All right. We'll give the, we'll give the people what they want. I reckon we start with that because we're going to kind of dial it back a bit. I've obviously we haven't done a podcast for two or three weeks now. There's plenty of news to talk about topics. We just yeah, start with the betting, and end with some news for everyone. So we'll get the juicy stuff out of the way first tomorrow night. Blue Bat Stadium, the Penrith Panthers take on the Melbourne Storm. Once again, just a clash between these clubs with plenty of stars out. I'm going Melbourne, 
plus four and a half. I like it. Um, it's just a monster factor for me. I think he's going to cause an abs- absolute havoc for those two young halves. Really loved what they were bringing anyway. I was hoping that Salmon would um, go that foreign-esque sort of running style, and he definitely did. Didn't overcomplicate it, simplified it. Look, I hope I'm wrong. I really do, because the Mighty Panthers, you know, y- you all want to see us fucking fail, but it's not happening, all right? <laughs> We've said it since round one. Our season starts round one of the finals, all right? So just be ready. We've got plenty left in the tank. Love back it. to back, baby. Melbourne, plus four and a half, mate. Love it. Friday, 6 p.m., Mount Smart, Spa- Mount Smart Stadium. Back in NZ, the Warriors take on the Bulldogs. Uh, Warriors with the plus four there too at home. The Bulldogs, I think they're uh, on false pretenses here. I'm really picking a de- harsh decline towards the end of the season. They've got a really h- hard run home. And um, I am still sniff- think they're sniffing around the spoon. I don't think they're out of the jail yet. Love it. Big Pope's going to... You hear that, Popey? You hear it? I'm back. (laughs) All right. I'm like a bad nightmare. Warriors, there. (laughs) Game of the round. The Parramatta Eels take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Can Jacob Arthur back it up again? Why did you say it? (laughs) I had to get you out to review up, mate. First first week back in a while. Oh, the fucking daddy string bean. Souths minus four and a half. Yep. Latrell. Scary. What a freak. And he wants it. Came out, I think it was last week, said he's really sort of, you know, doubling down and wants it bad. And you can tell. I reckon career best form. I agree. I reckon career best form. He's really in a mood and it's good to see. Really good to see. Yeah. Latrell Mick loves it. I just want to say it from like a... His perspective, obviously, but from the Bunnies, like we haven't seen this. I think we've talked about it before on the podcast. We have not seen him with the Bunnies in finals revved up. You know, there's been the injuries, there's been the suspension. So I just want to see it unleashed this year when all the whips are cracking at the end of the year and see what he can really bring. He's lost a few kegs. The speed's come back. Touch. Oh, it's like watching Inglis all over again. It's it's unbelievable. Good on you. Terrifying. Good on you, Trell. Bunnies minus four there. 4.5, minus 4.5. Another game, phenomenal. Sydney Roosters, they've been rolling. They're looking good for our futures bet, mate. We just talked before. Take on the North Queensland Cowboys, sitting pretty in second. I'm going to shock you all here. Roosters, minus three and a half. There it is. Suwali is looking the freak that we all thought he would be. He was a bit quiet at the start of his uh, NRL career, but tell you what, scary, scary looking kid. Whether they'll be able to hold on to him is another thing. I heard that rugby's sniffing around for Yeah. Him. Yeah. Well, is it World Cup's next year, eh? Yeah. Yeah. And yep. he's apparently one of their number one targets. Exactly. Um, I think there's a, they're after a few leagueies, yeah. which will be interesting over the next yeah. 12 months. Mm. So that's going to be a cracker. You know, SCG, Saturday afternoon, sun's out, hopefully. It's, yeah. Yep. Love that. 5.30, Saturday, the West Tigers take on the Cronulla Sharks. This one worries me. Mm. Um, I think they've got the line really really good here it suits the bookies this one um the head bet is definitely Cronulla minus 13 and a half um if that moves out anymore I'm probably going to jump on West Tigers if they can show us that form over the last two weeks I know they lost last week mm. but they were still showing me enough to think that they can stay in games so um whilst they're obviously on the black book um you know things are changing up at the end of the season we were just talking about this if all you people out there want to have a look at the fixtures that are ahead of you I'll tell you what, you'd swear it was finals footy already. We're going to probably get three months of finals footy. It's exciting. Oh, phenomenal. I guess even with the Tigers, we can talk about later in the party if we want. It just came to my mind. The whole Benji situation, like the, we've talked, yeah. We'll, we'll maybe discuss that later, the Tigers coaching. It's been a while, mate, since we've talked. The late game on Saturday. 
The Brisbane Broncos have been down in the dumps. They need a win desperately to get back in the winner's circle. They take on the Newcastle Knights. I'm going Newcastle Knights plus 18 and a half. Ooh. I think they're going to ride a bit of form here. No Carrigan, big loss for Brisbane. And the four-try deficit, I'm going to take it. If it drops under 18 and a half, sorry, 18, I should say, I'll probably jump on the Broncos. But that, I like that 0.5 buffer there, needing the four tries. Yep. It's a lot of tries. It is, mate. Carrigan's, he just cleans up all the shit in the middle. Yeah. 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 He's the glue. He is. It's... He showed it in origin. Oh, exactly. Spot on. Sunday afternoon, GIO Stadium. I was there last week. And the Raiders, they need a bounce back. Take on the Dragons. Loving Ben Hunt and absolutely hating Ricky Stewart. So I'm <laughs> on the Dragons plus five and a half. It's paying two bucks that line. That's juicy. Dragons looking good. Regardless, win, lose, or draw, I think they're looking good. Yeah. Ben Hunt, probably, in, you know, probably the most informed half for me. Yep. I don't know if anyone else thinks different, but he's probably, uh, I think he's probably Daily M halfback of the year. I agree, mate. Dragons just find a way to stick in games, like yep. whether it's just a shitty game, it's a, they get blown out early last week and they just crawl their way. And on the in. contrary, Raiders know how to lose one. They were fucking. They were dog shit on the week. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll get into that. There's a, yeah. yeah. Right, there's a lot of onions to peel back. Yeah. Last game of the round, the Gold Coast Titans against the Manly Seagulls. Tough game to pick. It's one of those weird ones. Yeah. Um, Manly should dust them. Really? Huh? They should. But it's like we were saying, you know, everyone, oh, Cherry Evans, Kangaroos halfback. Yeah. Well, where the fuck's he been? <laughs> I cop some heat for that one. <laughs> Did you really? But I put it up. And, yeah, people – personally, I don't think Origin should be a suction for the Kangaroos because I've got a feeling like Josh Adekar might play in the wing, for example, for the Kangaroos. He should be. I think he's going to get picked. And then what are people going to say then? Like, he doesn't play Origin, now he's in the Kangaroos side. And there's been plenty of times, like in the past, where players make their de- debut for the Kangaroos first or play for the Kangaroos <laughs> and don't play Origin. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. I don't think it's, you know, in, in synergy and connected, but some people do, fair enough. And, you know, you've got to take into account it's – it's in the off-season, right? So there's a whole bunch of blokes that are probably, you know, put together with masking tape throughout the season just to get through. They're booked in surgeries. Exactly. You know, people drop out. And then everyone's wanting the, like, eligibility thing that everyone's playing for different countries now. Like, it's... Mm, mm. Well, yeah, anyway. Manly minus six and a half, mate. That's another juicy line at $2, um, as everyone knows. They shouldn't be named, but um, they don't like me getting on their $2 lines. But if I can take it on the normal line, I like it. So... Manly, minus six and a half. Love that, Christian. As always, this segment is brought to you by Top Sport. All the top offers, all the top odds only at Top Sport. Have a top day, have a top month, have a fucking top year like us and gamble responsibly. $2 lines with Top Sport and keep your eyes peeled on the Instagram page. Brad will have the best bet of the week going back to back. So, Brad, on you, Brad. Juice it up, mate. Come on. Get us, some, get us some solid solid odds let's go we've got um yeah $1,300 in the charity account let's keep rolling so NRL news mate I think we just there's a lot to pull apart here I'll I'll hand the reins over to you where do you want to start let's start something a little bit sort of you know g-rated we'll call it um Katoa signed by the storm yeah Alisi Katoa yeah Alisi Katoa I reckon it's another astute signing from the storm he's another big body they love the big bodies he'll be a bench player yeah, impact. Uh, impact. Yeah, look, it's, it's not really too much to talk about with that signing. I just think it's typical Melbourne Storm. They'll There's a the bit of work. Yeah, they'll get the best out of him. There's a lot of work to be done. Um, kind of like a Sikamanu back in the day yeah. or like an Adam Blair or a, um, 
Jeff, Jeff Lima. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know. You know one of those Exactly, that, just, that type of mould. He'll yeah. come in and, yeah, I agree, mate. Two years, good signing. So. Yeah, probably cheap. Dirt cheap. Yeah. Exactly. So what's next? Um, so we, we'll talk a little bit about the Papali backflip. Yes. So Isaiah Papali'i, we've talked about it before during the year. The rumours are that, well, obviously, you signed off the Tigers. Apparently, more news has come out this week that he was obviously linked to the club but wanted to – he signed when Madge was there. Madge is obviously gone now. And now there's even cracks have come into the story that he may, you know, backflip, but not to Parra, maybe to the Warriors. He wants to go back home to New Zealand. Obviously, Borders and all that, are they're back home. Um, next season, they'll be there full-time. It's weird. I don't know. I don't – I don't know, mate. I've got, <laughs> I've got a feeling – it might happen now. Because he's, he's kind of like avoided the questions. I've asked him questions. Oh, I'm focused on Parramatta right now, but I don't know. I just... I think um, it's a big, big blow for the West Tigers. They're losing Luke Garner to our boys, mm. which I'm excited for. Because yep. obviously we're losing kick out. It, it sort of takes away that shine that I think the West Tigers supporters were hoping for next year. Coruscant, easily the best hooker in the comp at the moment. Easily. Yeah. Um, you know, he's going to be huge. We know what he's done for Penrith. I think we sort of fall back to the pack without Appy, despite all the talent everywhere, considering we don't have a really good replacement yet. Yep, I agree. Um, looks like Sonny Luke will probably fill in that role for us, but that's not part of this conversation. And all of a sudden you've got Papali'i now backflipping, going to the Warriors, which, I mean, they're probably just as bad, much of a sinking ship, but he did make his name there. That's the thing, yeah. yeah. He did make his name at the Warriors. He was explosive, mm. played really well for them. Good signing if the Warriors can nab him, but I haven't heard any rumours out of the Warriors camp that they're interested. Yeah. This just might be all head noise. I think it might be. If it, if it is just bullshit, the only, my only understanding or guess would be that it's just family reasons. You know, I'm pretty sure he's, you know. Yeah, yeah, strong links. Yeah, so that's where I see it. I'd probably want to stay with Parramatta, but it's, it's a weird one. Do you think that I'm sort of noticing the elite talent pool now, this is where this expansion thing is sort of worrying me a little bit, is do, is there enough talent to go around? There's not, is there? We've, well, talk, we've talked, you know, a few podcasts ago about the Dolphins. We're, we're, that's just going to be a tragedy, in my opinion. Talent pool. I can't remember which journo came out. It was a reputable journo, and they, we were probably a month ahead of him with these sentiments. I could have been that fucking Buzz Rothfield. Um, basically came out and said the NRL need to do more to help the Dolphins because they've, they've, they've got no one. They've made good signings. Their forward pack's going to be decent, but where's the points coming from? Yeah. You reckon it's an ageing pack? The more, the more yeah. I see Melbourne, we can talk about Melbourne, but Jesse Bromwich, you know, arguably been one of the best props for five, ten years. Um, phenomenal. But he's getting on now. I think he's 33 or something. And he just looks slow. And he's been, I see him, like, the game sped up. He's getting pinned. Two, three times a game for six again's like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, certainly a, um, an, a, a difficult issue for um, the NRL considering that you've now got uneven teams. So that's going to piss everyone off, mm. right? Your team's not playing every week. Mm. Well, not every week, sorry, but there's someone's team that's not playing every week. You know, you've got the team that's come in. They've already been gifted magic round. Now, we spoke about that ages ago regarding who should miss out on that if they've been given it. Yep. But realistically, should they have to earn it? Probably. If they got more help elsewhere, 
then you're probably going, yeah, they have to earn it. But, like, and how many fans are they realistically going to have? <sighs> That's the thing. And I don't think they've got to, like, build this identity because my understanding, like, they're not playing all the games at Redcliffe or, like, they're taking half the games to Suncourt well, as well. Oh, really? So, like, I believe, yeah. So, or maybe it's, like, three quarters at Redcliffe. I'm pretty sure, like, the corporate dollar at Suncorp's helping them, you know Because it I mean? was a syndicate, wasn't it? All these clubs were, like, they were going at it individually and then they mm. were like, oh, hold on a second here. It's probably best if we just, you know, combine forces, fucking Captain Planet. Yeah. And, um, and going it that way. So it's, it's Redcliffe. Is it Ipswich? No. I think, they were, I think it's just Redcliffe. I think they just had the war chest of oh, okay. funds. But, like, because they're not even called, like, it's just called the Dolphins. They're not even related to, like, um, Redcliffe anymore. It's, yeah, it's bizarre. Know, mate. So who, what, they're just the Dolphins. They're just the Dolphins. They hoodwinked everyone in. Like, <laughs> Red, Redcliffe have, like, they've, they've been around for a while, you know, like, not a rich history, but to my understanding, like, They've got a bit of an identity, and now they've just, like, pretty much pulled that away. Right. So, because I thought there was three clubs going in for that. I know there was Ipswich, Redcliffe, and... Wynnum? Wynnum Seagulls or something. Well, I don't know, mate. I don't really pay much attention to the Q Cup, to be honest. We're so far removed from it here. But um, anyway, there were, I know there was three clubs. One of them was Redcliffe. I'm pretty sure another one was Ipswich. And I swear, maybe it was the other two combined to try and take on Redcliffe. I think Someone so. combined. I think so. Anyway, neither here nor there. It just... Fuck you, you, you! That's gonna be a lonely game at Suncorp. You're not feeling it. That's what I mean. Like, and back to your point, like the talent. I don't know what they do. You know, you've got players backflipping, players because you know he's case in point, right? He signs a contract for West Tigers, and this is the other fucking flawed thing, mate. I've harped on it so many times. Like, it's just you know, oh, you can sign November first for a club the following year or something, you know. That, so you got to play one more season with the club that yep. you're not even signing with. Like, it's just bizarre. We need trade window. We need, you know, a month of transfers, whatever Definitely. you want to call it. Co- tidy it up a little bit for the following season. I, I agree. Yeah. I even saw an article yesterday, mate, that the Sharks are under salary cap pressure now because of the whole November 1st thing, being able to sign a year early. Yeah. Literally, the whole back five. I think Will Kennedy, Katoa, Mulatalo, Talakai, and maybe not Ramian, but at least four of their back five are like yeah. coming off contract and they're obviously trying to keep them. Like, you want to keep them, it's a fucking gun back five. And they're, yeah, anyway. It, you know, like, there's so many fundamental issues with, with this topic surrounding the NRL. Um, the issue is of talent. I honestly don't think that there's any gun, you know, crop of guns coming through like there used to be. Um, I mean, it might change. It may change, but you're adding another team in now. You've got players backflipping, going from like essentially one shit club to another shit club. Mm. Like, really. Yep. Na- neither the West Tigers. So, basically, what I'm trying to say is if the West Tigers miss out on Papa Lee, they probably miss the eight. I'm not saying he's an integral player, but he's, you know, they're losing players too. Yeah. If he goes to the Warriors, they don't have enough. Um, you know. I it, agree. Yeah. It's just, this is just the conundrum of one player. You start to add in other things, and it's kind of like, where do you see this all going with another team in the in the mix who haven't even named a decent starting seven eight? I agree. And then like we we talk about like the Tigers. Apparently they're not like the Jackson Hastings is isn't like yep. certain for next year. So it's a sliding doors moment. We're, we're trying to bring another team in, and these lower teams can't even keep their core players together. It's just it's all over the. And shop. then these fringe players. I'm going to use the example of Tex Hoy. He's going to the Super League. Yeah. To get more. Yeah. Game time under his belt to come back. Yeah. I don't even think we've got enough players to sustain. I agree. What happens if the Dolphins get hit with like huge injuries? 
I think they've got 22 or 23 players signed in their top 30 for next year. It's bizarre. Even like little things like Cade Cuss from Manly's gone overseas, and I know they've got first dibs like when he comes back from the Super League. But, it, it, yeah, it's, it's a shit show, mate. So tell me this. Do you think... I'd love to see the odds. Maybe we can hit up Top Sport and get on it get early. Get it early, yeah. Get it early. Playbook special. Playbook special. Dolphins not to win a game. Could you imagine? <laughs> I don't think they're going to. Mate, I don't think they're going to win a game. They're not going to win a game. I wonder what that over-under would be. Two. 2.5. Probably not a flat two. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm speechless. Probably bro. one. They might, who, yeah. who do they beat? Who do they beat? I don't know. Because you're right. Like, all these teams down the bottom are probably trying to get stronger. And it's and they can't get anyone. They don't even have another half. Yeah. Who are their halves at the moment? O'Sullivan, for us, who's playing well. But you put him out of the different system. It's going to be interesting. And... Yeah. <laughs> oh, Milford. I think Milford, maybe. Oh, okay. But... Yeah, who knows? Until he bashes his missus again or something like that. Outrage. You know, just silliness, mate. That's just ridiculous. Um, yeah, off, off. That was off, off the the topic a little bit, but it, you know, it just worries me, man. I'm, I'm honestly, I'd love to know what they're they're paying not to win a game. Oh, we'll get in, we'll get involved with top sport. All right. Um, let's get into the juicy shit, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm getting edgy here. It's going to be short and sharp podcast and I want to fucking digest this. Yeah, let's pull it apart. All right. I'm going to start. Let's get, I'm going to throw you all back here. A bit of history, a little history lesson. Christian. Okay. <laughs> Whatever round it was, we've got the Manly Seagulls versus South Sydney Rabbitohs. Carl Lawton makes a tackle on Cam Murray. Pretty poor. Everyone knows where I'm going with this already. I know. Fucking just hear, hear me out. Dumps him on his head, gets sent off. He gets how many? Five weeks. Five weeks. Okay. Four or five weeks. Yeah. Four weeks. Five. Five. I, I think, think it was equal. Yes. Okay. I fast forward now to last week, week before, two weeks ago, Nathan Cleary versus Parramatta Eels. Picks up Dylan Brown and puts him on. Look, I know everyone's going to fucking jump down the playbook's throat here, but puts him on the top of his shoulders, right? Oh, Paddy, Paddy will get the stills up for you, I'm sure, when this little clip gets put out to the Instagram world, all right? And, Paddy, I want you to freeze it on the impact point when Dylan Brown's body connects with the ground. I promise you right now there's head in it, but there's shoulders too. Okay. And then you compare that to the Carl Lawton tackle, mm. there's no shoulders. It's like... On top, like Cam Murray's put on his head, yep. right? This isn't really my argument, though, because I'm going to happily say that, yes, Nathan Cleary should have been sent off. 100%. I agree. It's dangerous. Very dangerous. I'm not here to say, oh, fucking, you know, we should have fucking gone on to win that game. Blah, blah. Fuck all you pathetic fuckers out there. Just calm down. It's not really the crux of my argument. We then compare this. So those two tackles, they've been seen as the same. Okay, I don't think they were. One was a pure one-on-one tackle. Yes. Cleary had Liam Martin in the tackle. Liam Martin goes out of the tackle. All of a sudden, he tips over. Bang. Right? Yep. Yeah, look, arm between the legs, whatever. But, like, you're talking fucking tenths of seconds here. Yeah. Right? I don't know really what. I'm pretty sure Cleary was feeling Martin in that tackle, and then all of a sudden, Martin wasn't in the tackle. Release, yeah. And then you can tell he just tips him on his axis, and yep. it's fucking, you can't pull out of it. Momentum's gone. And he's not a dirty player. Nathan Cleary's not a dirty player. He's not looking to hurt people, right? Neither is Carl Lawton. No. He just got it wrong. Yeah. Five weeks. Okay. Now I'm going to compare this. So we're to five weeks for Cleary we're talking about now? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So five weeks for both of those. Honestly, 
I don't agree with how great the jumps. So grade one to grade two to grade three, it's like fucking daylight, mm. right? Anyway, we'll get into that. I want to then compare it to, firstly, two weeks ago again, Nelson Asafa Solomona. Oh, that fucker. Gets off. He gets off. 3K fine. 3K fine. And he would have much more loading than Nathan Cleary. As a front rower, you could only assume. Mate, I, he's got, I'm pretty sure he's got four or five fines this year. No suspensions, but fines. I was listening to a podcast. There was, yep, there was two in one fucking game. I think it was round 18. Two charges in one game. Yep, yep. So, look, we've got a last drinks question coming up. I'm trying not to delve too much into that side of it. I'm just, my point is here, there's obviously some discrepancies. Now, I want to then go back to um, Newcastle versus... Penrith. Chris Smith looking one way towards the play, completely uninvolved, gets an elbow to the chin. Like, not even in the game. Not even... This is what I mean. Like, the, 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 the Nelson tack, um, elbow and this elbow, they're not even part of the game. A tackle is. At least those two boys were, were doing things, you know, mm. within the realms of the game. Yeah. These two things aren't. Puts one on his chin and only gets eight weeks. That's three weeks more for something really fucking bad. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, he didn't mean to hit his chin. Why are you even sticking out elbows in the first place? Mm. You know? Silly, dangerous. It KO'd Chris Smith. He didn't come back. Mm. Right? He got sent off too, but then he gets eight weeks and it's kind of like, well, in, in my opinion, that's the same fucking ballpark as these two boys. Yeah. Right? Take Nathan Cleary out of it. Let's just have Carl Lawton in this. If you, you know, if you... Fuckers out there want to think I'm biased. Fuck Cleary, right? And even if the Lawton thing started butting, if they didn't plead guilty, like they both pleaded guilty, they would have got blown out to six weeks. Exactly. So two, we're talking pretty much essentially two, two more weeks. Two more weeks. Yeah. Right? I then wanted this, like, and there's so many factors to this. Like, everyone sort of whinges and says, you know, it doesn't matter who they are for the game and all this other stuff. They, they should get the same as everyone else. You know, blah, blah, blah. I agree, but then there's part of me that disagrees too because mm. these type of huge suspensions for players such as Cleary, right? And I'm not, and he's not the only one. I'm saying this for Cam Munster. I'm saying this for Kalen Ponga. Big dogs. The big, big dogs of our game that people come to fucking watch, yeah. right? So let's say you're a young fella from the Riverina area and, you know, you, you want to be a halfback, you want to play in the NRL and... Penrith are coming to Canberra. That's two hours from your hometown, right? Nathan Cleary's your idol. You might not be a Penrith supporter. You might be, right? Can't wait to watch Nathan Cleary. Mum and dad go, yep, okay, mate, we'll take you to go see your biggest hero, Mm. play the game, book accommodation, um, tickets, you know, we'll even add in fuel prices, all the incidentals, right? A lot of money that they're investing into the NRL, the game of NRL. The week before, Nathan Cleary cops this. Yep. It hurts the game. It does. Yeah. It really does hurt the game. I'm putting Latrell Mitchell in that same boat. Yep. You know, that hurt the final series. To have, not have Latrell Mitchell in the grand final. Imagine if he was in the grand final. They probably like, would have won. There you go. We're Penrith fans and we're probably- They probably would have won. Less. There you go. He's a big game player. He would have been ripping and tearing. I would have been fucking terrified. Yep. You've got to preserve the game too. You know, there's a greater mm. good at the end of the day. I think it should have been grade two. For Nathan Cleary, I think it should have been probably grade three for Carl Lawton. Just because it was one-on-one and... Just because yeah. it was like 
pure one-on-one and it was on actual head. Like he dropped Cam Murray on the tip of his head. Yeah. Yeah. I just think you want to see the best players play the fucking game, you know? I almost think you could almost split things and go, all right, you've got to look at who the player's tackling, what position he plays, mm. you know? Obviously, the forwards, there should be more onus on them to have this stuff clean up because that's their part of their game. Okay. So you've got to put more onus on them to sort of, this is my opinion too, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just like you expect certain things from a halfback, a 5'8", a, a, you know, a, a player out wide, whatever, fullback. You expect certain things of them. The forwards, that's their bread and butter. Tackling. Definitely. You know, hit-ups, work rate. For a halfback, yeah, defensively, you need to be sound. In this modern game, you need to be big. You need to be able to, you know, gone are the days of Preston Campbell. Bloody yeah. You know what I mean? Like, honestly think that there should almost be two sets of rules and it should be coming to the adjudication as well. Because, okay, hypothetical situation, Cleary makes that tackle on Sean Lane. Do you think it looks as bad? Probably not. Little man on big man. Yeah, probably not. You know? He probably doesn't even get that like, tilted that way. No, he probably doesn't get tilted that way. Yeah. You've got two smaller blokes. Mm. Dylan Brown's a big, bigger half. Yeah, he's a big, yep, yep. You know? It's just, it's just gone slightly wrong. Like, I know there's a danger aspect of it, but yeah. you're talking elite. It's a fair point. And they all go back to fucking Alex McKinnon. People, this is an unpopular opinion, okay? I know it is. He tucked his head, people. He tucked his head. Like, I don't know how, like, because you're, like, after the incident with Cleary, people are always going to be like, throw the book at him, regardless of who he is. But then other people, like, agree with your opinion. I saw, like, oh, even Joey Johns came out, like, you want your best play- We want the best players in the game playing. Like, it hurts the game. I think Cam Smith even came out and said it. Yeah. And then it even brought up a point, like, what would the punishment be if this was a prelim or a semi-final going to a grand final, you know what I mean? Well, wasn't there years and years ago Cam Smith? Was, looked like he was going to miss the grand final. Yeah, I think he did. Did he, he miss he the did, grand final? One, yeah. I can't remember. Got, it was just in that era where oh, I didn't even watch the grand final because it was this fucking Melbourne storm every year and it was shit. I think they got pipped 40 nil by Manly that year. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I th- yeah. Maybe. yeah, I actually remember him in the commentary, um, not in the coach's box. I don't think he played. Could yeah. be wrong. Any historians out there that want to prove us wrong, let us know. We probably are. I don't no, give but, a fuck. No, you're right. But even to top that off, Isaac Luke missed a grand final and Alfred Coruscant played. Yep. And I forget the incident, what happened to him, but now in today's game, that incident would have been a fine for yep. Isaac, Isaac Luke and he would have played the grand final. Yep. Premiership ring, happy days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's just like, and a lot of people would have been like, Cam Smith isn't playing, Isaac Luke isn't playing. This game's now, mm. it's the shines rubbed off. You need the best players. I don't really give a fuck that Cleary's out for five weeks. In fact, I'm happy. Yeah. Sweet as. We know that he's going to be fit now for round one. Recharge. And we're going to have a, we're going to have a chance. So even if we lose, look, well, fuck, we won the grand final that way, you know, we'll do it the again. Hard way, yeah. We'll, we'll do it again. We've done it the hard way. Yep. If anything, I don't like the week off in finals. You yeah. lose that sort of groove. Yeah. That momentum. You know, and you're always going to verse a team that's coming off that. Yeah. Big game last week. They're pumped. Exactly. They're coming out at you. Exactly. You've, you've had that fucking little sauna sesh. Yep. You know, for your weekend. <laughs> sucking back a few fucking Gatorades and, you know. A few Dr. V's, mate. A few Dr. V's. <laughs> minus the bender. Yeah. And they come out, they rip and tear. Mm. I don't mind that. I don't mind that. Yeah. We'll happily, as Penner supporters, we'll happily see our team lose round one. Yep. You know, if it means Cleary and Luai get their groove back. 100%. Um, so anyone out there who thinks, oh, I think Cleary should not have got the suspension, I don't really give two fucks. Mm. 
It's, it's about just, the game, I guess. It's just about the game. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. And I guess now we'll, we'll probably go off this topic, but then I want to hit you back with the topic. Now, we're going to get into this absolute fucking flog of a bloke. <laughs> Starts with fucking R. Ah, Ricky. That's atrocious. The, I think I sent you a message straight away after the post-match because I knew... I, I didn't know what happened. You were I was, out. You were out. I, was the game I, I totally forgot home. you were at the game. Big travelling supporter. Hats off to Paddy. <laughs> Putting in the fucking yards on the Hume. <laughs> God love him. Fucking brave in the cold too. Seven yeah. degrees, mate. Seven of the best. Seven of the best. I can give or take a fucking few there, I think, yeah. as well. <laughs> Bit of wind chill factor. Yeah, I would have liked to know in the, um, you know, that old feels like oh, stat. Mate. It's like seven degrees, but feels like minus two. Yeah, she was chilly. And everyone knows GIA Stadium seems to be like a throwback to Antarctica. I digress. I sent you a text. Um, mate, You did you watch the... The, have you managed to see the post-match press conference? Because that's probably one of the worst things I've ever heard come out of an NRL coach's mouth. If that was any other fucking workplace, he'd be sacked. And then in the wash-up of it all, he doubles down and says, I don't take anything back, refuses basically, basically to apologise. He cops a one-game suspension and $25,000 fine. You want to talk about loading. Is there any other coach that's copped as much in fines as him? Maybe Desi rivals him? I think he's got the most, yeah. I think he had 135, 125 before this incident. Obviously, a one-game suspension and a 25K fine on top. So he's pushed him 150K plus fines in the coach's box. Wish I had that to give away. Anyway, my point is, he's called Jamin Salmon, right? Who's done a great role for us at Penrith. Really like him. I backed him in the trials. He stuck out to me in the trials. Yep. Plays off the bench. He's come in. Playing five eight, he's essentially just a fringe first grader, um, you know, trying to make a name for himself. And this fuckwit Ricky comes out and calls him a weak gutted dog, out of nowhere, and a really innocuous sort of incident that happened there. Legs got tangled up. Yeah, look, he kicked out, but I don't know if there was any real intent, mate. I don't know if there, there was, you know. Well, he's playing this week, so I mean. Yeah, exactly. shows, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. Bloody judiciary's had a look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, fuck. We'll get into that. Um, <laughs> you know, it was just nothing. It's not like he's like, I don't know, fucking like actually gone and like lined up middle stump and fucking kicked him. Mm. It was just part of it, you know. He was, but everyone kicks their feet and tackles to try and get up. Quick play the balls, Quick 100%. play the ball. Yeah, yeah, he got turtled. Yeah. Yeah, he got smashed. Yeah. Fuck. Then this, then this, this oh, sounded like I said something there. I was actually going to say, and then this comes out after the match out of nowhere. Mm. I think even Elliot Whitehead was sort of sitting there going, I'm just going to fucking, he couldn't, he was just sort of looking at the table. Head down, yeah. Oh, holy, holy shit. Yeah, yeah, it was hitting him. And then Danny Widler comes out and says, I've spoken to Ricky. He doesn't take back anything he says. So there's no remorse. There's full intent. Yeah. And it's over a fucking 12-year-old park footy match where his son, and if he's anything like his fucking old man, because the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, he probably deserved the fucking whack in the chops. <laughs> like, they're 12-year-old kids. Yeah. That, you <laughs> a know, long grudge. It's a long grudge for a mm. child. Mm-mm. Yeah. Who doesn't, like, you're learning right from wrong at the age of 12. And then his dad got involved and Ricky got involved. And anyway, should have sat out the season and probably doubled the fine minimum. Do you reckon the, fi- the fine, it does nothing, hey? Like, nah, the fine doesn't. We just talked he's getting about paid it. fucking squillions anyway. Yeah. I, no. See, one, one game suspension, fines, it's not going to do anything. The one game suspension needed more. 
Well, it needed more because the club needed to suffer. Yeah. Yeah. One game, mm. we've, had, we've had Ivan out for yeah. health issues longer. Yeah. And we spoke about that, it, what it did to our rotations, yeah. our bench rotations, our substitutes, you know, all that other stuff. Mm. It was, yeah, it was different. It was different. Mm. The timing was off. You could just sort of tell players were left on a little bit too long. Like, you, you know, three or four minutes is a big deal to keep a forward on. 100%. You know. Two, three sets, yeah. You know, Spencer wasn't used how we're used to, you know. No doubt Ivan's on the fucking Zoom the whole match or whatever. Yeah. He did nothing wrong. It just, it, it, it didn't wash for me. That was really where the NRL could have taken a stand and really smashed him. I would have liked to have seen it gone into next season. And you're missing uh, the first three rounds of next yeah. season too because it carried on like an A-grade fuckwit. Yeah. At least three. The rest of the season. There's yeah. four games left. There's, their season's still alive, Canberra, I reckon. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be fair. Like, I just, I just feel like a slap on the wrist to me. So. <laughs> well, it is. And, you know, I guess we're now, that's the perfect segue to get into last drinks. Right, let's leave it at that. Let's wrap her up. Yep. All right, the NRL judiciary. I, I struggle to put this in sort of a digestible um, question, but basically what I'm trying to say is the NRL judiciary, are they getting it right and are their systems consistent um, even in uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? Even in sort of in terms of grading um, – it feels like there's daylight between one and two and then even more daylight between two and three. Yes, yeah. Um, this even stems to, you know, the governing board, you know, with the coaches, the referees. The accountability just seems to be really stacked in some regard and not in others. Um, I just want to get your thoughts on this because there's a lot in terms of the judiciary that's happened over the last month, mm. easily. Yep. And that even stems back to, you know, we can even kick it off with the Mitch Barnett Oh yeah, it's been yeah. bizarre. And then I want to add in another sort of, you know, branch, which is you see shit happen in Origin that just seems to be forgotten about and not even exactly. looked at. Exactly. Right? Yep. Um, it seems like, again, with the NRL, it's all over the shop. So I want to get your thoughts. Um, obviously, I haven't paid too much attention to it. At the end of the day, I'm just here as a footy lover that likes a punt. Mm. You know? That's yep. why I started doing this with you. Yep. I'm not here to fucking digest it and hit you with all this factual shit. I'm out there for the punter. Just the fans, just enjoying just, it. Just yeah. enjoying it, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Know the game pretty much inside out. This just seems to me like another fucking issue that the NRL has that other codes don't really seem to have these issues. They mm. always, you know, I look at the AFL and it always seems to be pretty consistent across the board. So I think we've got roughly 10 minutes to go here. Wrap it up for me with this. Your thoughts? No, I couldn't agree more, mate. There's just too many inconsistencies too many disconnects between we can just start with the referee and the bunker but we'll leave that for another day so that's the first disconnect and then we talk about the referees and the incidents that happen on the field whether it's a penalty whether it's a send-off as 10 in the bin then you can try and connect that with the match review committee and the judiciary and there's just nothing there you've got that there's been that many incidents i reckon more than a handful where a player has dalfinukin no penalty during the game and he misses two, two weeks. Yeah, I totally forgot about that one. That's fucked. That, <laughs> that, was, that was silly. That is... Yeah, I was gobsmacked. Oh, my God. I was at, after, that's another incident where I was just like, sorry, what? And then we go back fucking last Thursday night, Roosters, Broncos, and there was the Victor Radley, like, head clashes and stuff. He got a few staples, or whatever, st- stitched up, yep. headband back on. And that was pretty much... It was pretty similar to Dale Finucane. Like, 
a head clash. Like it happens. It's a high, it's a, you know, high contact, contact. High contact sport. Yeah. So there's just no consistency there. Someone's getting, you know, two weeks. Someone's not getting two weeks. So I just don't understand. Then there's a penalty in the game. Then there's not a penalty. Like it's just all over the shop. And then we can go divert down to like the grading things. It, it's bizarre because we're saying you might get a grade one and it's just a fine. Nelson, I think he's had four or five. <laughs> do your research. He's had four or five fucking fines this season. And that elbow was fucked. That elbow was fucked. Wade Egan lost a fucking tooth, didn't he? Yeah. I'm pretty sure he lost a tooth. He got up. It looked like he thought his jaw was disconnected. He was like holding his jaw in place. Yeah. Like the kid was rattled. The kid was rattled. Yeah. He thought, I, I reckon he, because you know what it's like. You cop a big hit to the head and you, you, you don't know really what's going on. Yeah. It probably literally felt, and yeah, fucking, they couldn't pick the bigger bloke to fucking do it. That's what I mean. And like we, we revert back to the Dale thing quickly. I reckon Dale only got two weeks because Crichton's ear. They look at like the injury and the gruesomeness, man. Yeah, and it shouldn't be the That's case. That's fucked. Yeah. I reckon if Egan had came, come out, you know, 24 hours later or he's broken his jaw or something. Out for the season. Yeah. Mate, they might have, oh, okay, Nelson, he's two weeks or something, you know, not just a fine. So it's fucked, mate. It does my head in. And then you can compare that to the Cleary and Kane Lawton tackles. Exactly. No injury. Exactly. Yeah. And that's where I guess like us fans get frustrated because we don't know what's, what's going to happen. And then I guess you could even, I'm sure if we talk to players, they are probably nervous of what's going to happen. Like with, with, with their incidents. Gus Gould said it on 100% footy the other night. Like they're going out there not knowing what's, What's going to happen? Like, they're putting themselves out there. They know it's fucking contact sport, fast pace. Things can happen at a click, you know. Tackles can go wrong. I don't know. I, I just, so I think... I don't know how they become on the same page, connect. I think the difference between grade two and grade three... So with an early, so we'll go early guilty plea. I saw a breakdown. I was just like, what the fuck? So I think grade two with an early guilty plea is a fine in one week. Could be wrong. Yep. Might be two weeks, one week or two weeks. Then grade three mm. is like a fine and f- five weeks with an early guilty plea. That's a month's difference of footy. Yeah. It's not even fucking the same ballpark. Yep. And it's only one grade up higher. Mm. And I know, I'm pretty sure they tried to tweak this on the off season because I think they've tried to tweak a, he- a few things with the grading and stuff, but it's, it was a shit show last year as well. <sighs> I don't know, mate. I, I don't know if you have maybe four grades. Grade one is a s- fine. Well, I think there is grade. Is there four grades? Maybe there is then. Yeah, you're probably right. Maybe grade one just has to be a fine. Grade two, fine in a week. Fine in a week. And then maybe grade three, fine three weeks. Fine one to three weeks or two to three weeks. Two to three weeks, yep. And then maybe grade four is four plus. Yep. Yep. I don't know how you do it. And I think grade four should be for things like Mitch Barnett. You, you, You can't really... Doing an act of the game, yeah. you can't, it's just grade four is just not, yeah. is not even in the question. Yeah. Because realistically, <laughs> oh, fuck. sorry to butt in. Do you see the Tarek Sims thing on the weekend? Yeah. <laughs> so you're telling me Nathan Cleary gets sent off and misses five weeks, but Tarek Sims gets like 10 in the bin and misses four. I don't really understand. <laughs> like, <laughs> You've got to laugh or you'll cry. It's bizarre. I don't know. I just don't I know. If anymore. you go that grade four stuff, I think you've really got to have it like that's for the badness in the game. Yeah. That's for like throwing a punch. Yeah. Throwing yeah. an elbow. Yeah. And you're like like reckless, would you say? Like there's careless and then there's reckless. Reck yeah, this Or is reckless like a grade three. Deliberate. You know, deliberate. Okay. Deliberate. Deliberate. Yeah. 
So grade four is like you're copping five weeks. Mm-hmm. That's where we're starting. Yeah. That's fair. right. And then even grade three, right? If you just lessen that grade three, you bring it back to grade two a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Keeping in mind, grade one's for like minor misdemeanors. Like, here's a thousand dollar fine, mate. Fucking pull your head in. Yeah. Right. And I think this loading thing, it needs to be there, but mm. it just needs to be. They, they put too much emphasis on it. Right. It's basically just like, okay, you're consistently a naughty boy, mm. but this is the grade that it's fallen into. Mm. We'll just up your fine. Yeah. You know? Keep the players in the game. Mm. Two or three weeks out for a player like Nathan Cleary is more than enough for the game. And it suits that punishment, in my opinion. Three weeks, sweet as. You go, yeah, you fucked up, mate. Mm. It's actually four because he, he gets sent off. That's the thing. So it's essentially like a six week, what was it, 18th minute it happened, I think? I thought it was the seventh. Seventh, whatever, seventh, there you go. Whatever it was, it was early. So it's essentially like... Five and a half, six games. It's bizarre. It's just, again, you know, mate, we just open up these cans of worms all the time. That's what this segment's all about. But, and I tried to hold off on it. I knew it would be a big, you know, I, I walked in here knew, knowing that this is exactly what we're going to talk about because this month has just been fucking out, outrageous. The Dale Finucane thing, I totally forgot about. And then you got the Tarek Sims thing. Oh, he's 10 in the bin, mate. Like, we don't, it's like they fucking panic. Oh, shit. We don't know what to do here. Oh, just give him 10 and we'll Ugh. fucking deal with this later. I'll revert back. I didn't want to make this about refs. You've got the Ashley Klein fucking call, meant to be the best fucking ref in the Ugh. game, right? Oh, bro. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, we haven't podcasted since the Alpha is thinking the Tigers thing. Anyway, let <laughs> Sorry, keep going. He's excited. Oh, he's missed fuck. me. Everyone's missed me, all right? I know you've all missed me. Oh. Even you guys, you haters out there, you've missed me. Because I've made you all fucking rich this year, all right? 22 units up and counting. All right, we're going to go six from eight this, this round. Trust me. I've been building. Um, <laughs> Ashley, Colin. Meant to be the best fucking ref in the game, and he does that. And he gets like one week stood down and all of a sudden he's the best ref in the game again. What the fuck? With the bunker, let's just quickly dissect quickly. You're getting referees like Ashley Klein. He's refing a game at the start of the week. Then he's jumping in the bunker one night. Then he might jump, you know, mm. it's, it's chop and change. Do you think we just have to have like referees just fucking focus on refereeing? Stay on the field. You're going to get your one game a week, for example. And then we have like a specialist team for the bunker. Well, I thought that's what it was going to be. There was this bunker headquarters. Well, that's the thing. I think you don't have two games getting played at the same time. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So, Exactly. Why, why can't it be like that? I think because they've just, they've just shit the bed because I think Luke Patton was there for a bit, but I yep. think he might've had some blown ups like a former player because they wanted to get former players in that loved the game, knew the game inside and out. I think he, he might've struggled. So now they're going stuck to the referees that know it literally it's meant to be black and white, which it's never is. Never is. Don't get me started. Rugby league is fucking built on gray areas. Um, but so yeah, I don't know. I don't know, mate. There's a disconnect from refereeing from penalties to send-offs to 10 in the bins to the match review committee when they sit down, watch the fucking tape and grade people on different things. And then they go to the fucking judiciary players are getting off or that it's all over the shop. And then Do you the, think bunker. the bunker, the bunker and the match review committee should almost be like a joint. Yeah. That's consistency in my opinion, because those send-offs and tens, mm. the referees I've noticed, and I called for this. I'm mm. like, and I like that red-headed referee. I always forget his name. I feel yeah, bad. Yeah, he younger fucked fella. up the Penrith game. He got a big game. Penrith versus yeah. um, it was the Penrith versus the Eels, and he gave away a penalty in the first set. And I'm like, mate, 
It's your first big game here. Settle the fuck Just down. settle the fuck down. It's not about you. Yeah. He gave Parramatta a couple of early penalties. Like in their first attacking set, and I was like, how can you even adjudicate three tackles? What's in? happened? Coming out of your, those Rush speed and shit. Cheap fucking penalties coming out of your, uh, anyway, yeah. Anyway, look, I don't good on you, Parry. You fucking beat us. And look, I've said it. You're the biggest fucking threat to Penrith. Mm. So just get off our fucking backs here at the playbook, all right? <laughs> Seriously. And it's just, I don't even know where I was. I've lost my train of thought. I've got, I've got emotional people. I shouldn't get emotional like this. Refereeing, he does a good job. He does, and you know, yeah, I've totally lost my train of thought here. I'll be honest with you. That's all right. I'm really wound up about all this because I really think the game, next season, I'm really worried for the game with the way it's going. It needs a huge overhaul. You're adding teams in that probably shouldn't fucking be added in yep. when you've got four or five teams that are absolute shite. I think that was another, I was listening to NRL 360 a couple of weeks ago and literally there's like five or six fucking shit teams. Mm. And then you've got these like elite teams mm-hmm. and then you've got this like gray in the middle that like maybe yep. it's just, and then you add in all these dramas, these match review committees. I really think that you need consistency with the bunker who are making decisions on the field. Mm. They should then be, part a, a wing of the match review committee yeah because they're seeing it they're yeah. seeing it live all right let's and i don't know i don't know anything about how the judiciary works on the inside you know so the player fronts the judiciary you've got the bunker there we saw it like this match review committee go we see it like this yeah ask the player questions mm. you know whoever's representing him the coaches whatever and just get try and work together rather than like against yeah. all, all each other like yeah. and then you've got flandies and fucking Abdo. Abdo. Well, he was on 100% footy the other night and Gus was panning him, asking questions and stuff. And like, to your point, we'll wrap it up in a sec, bro. To your point, um, like how they referee Origin differently or like the incidents that happen in Origin, there's, there's no penalties or there's no um, like fines or suspensions afterwards, really. Like it's a lot less. And he said like, oh, Origin, it's a lot faster. The players are better. It's a totally different game. And it's like, it's not. It's not. It's, it's the same NRL. product, but they're trying to sell that and promote that. Like, you can officiate that week in, week out with the NRL. Anyway, it just... Okay, well, here you go. We had like three concussions in the, in the opening like 10 minutes of Origin. There was plenty of head contact there. Exactly. Was anything said about that? You had guys like literally stiff, stiff as a board yeah. seeing stars. And then you get Fanuke and they get cops two weeks. So Fanuke does that in Origin. Oh, mate. Do we just go, yeah, that's part of Origin? You fucking pat him on the back, good tackle, let's fucking go. He's revved up. <laughs> game one Origin, yo, he was doing the chicken dance. He played fucking <laughs> yeah, the rest 70. of the game. Yeah, the rest of the game. He couldn't, he couldn't fucking see straight. He, 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 Isaiah Yo was playing 26 blokes. <laughs> yeah, double vision. <laughs> double vision, mate. Fuck, I've got points. Nah, he's all right. Give him the magic sponge of the fucking 80s. Oh. Fucking toughen up. Anyway. We'll wrap it up. I've like got to go to work. Paddy's got to go to work. We fucking love you all. It's good to be back. I'm fucking emotional about all this in case you haven't noticed. And yeah, I'll be back next week, I promise. And hopefully with some better shit to talk about. Maybe an eight from eight. Mate, I work. Fuck yeah. Eight from eight. And on a positive note, I think next week I might get your like contender tears. I did it with Liam a few weeks ago. Like we'll break it down because we were talking before the potty. The top eight teams, the top four teams are all playing each other now. You said it before. We're, we're pretty much getting three months of finals football and it starts now. Four weeks of regular season. Let's go. It's good to be back. Let's go. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Thank you for listening to Paddy's Playable. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify to subscribe, rate and leave a review. It's much appreciated. Don't forget to check out our Instagram page at Paddy's Playable. We post fun, engaging content every single day. Once again, we really appreciate your support. 
See you next time. Let's go.